10 minutes remaining. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Daily Happy. Today is Thursday, April 6, 2023. I'm Allison Burns. I'm Lulu Picard. And whether you're waking up or winding down, we want to be there for you. And you can be there for us by leaving us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Or if you have other podcasts that you love that independent creators create, please give them a review. That's kind of the currency that we need to, you know, stand up against the ones that have lots of money. So help us out and uh, give us a little five stars. Thanks so much. Yeah. All right. What's uh, happening in the world that you've found, Lou? <laughs> oh, thank you, Allison, for that segue. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so you and I have been following this stupid seaweed blob. Yeah. It is now a, the world's largest ever, whatever you call it, like mass of seaweed. Oh, really? It is officially record-breaking, and it is it has a name. It's so big now, it has a name. Like a it's, hurricane. Yes. It is called the Great Atlantic Sargassum Belt. Oh. It sprawls now. From five five thousand miles from the Gulf of Mexico to the west coast of Africa, oh, thirteen million tons of seaweed. Well, what does that mean? Like, what is this going to do? I know. Doesn't it seem like completely impossible? And there's a map. Uh, the article is going to be in the show notes, everyone, which is in the newsletter. So make sure you sign up for the newsletter at um. Where do we do that? On the website. Yeah, com, And you just click yeah. newsletter. Right. And it, this will also be on Twitter because I'm actually doing that now. I'm so proud of myself. So wherever <laughs> you want to find it. But they have a graphic of the seaweed blob. It's taken from the South Florida Optical Oceanography. Whoa, that was tough for me. Laboratory. And it's like a thermal map of the whole entire world and this like blob. And it's like another continent. Yeah, this isn't good. Oh, are you looking at it? Yeah. It's gigantic. Well, it's also not good for Florida. Scientists are saying this blob will no longer be gentle. And by summer, it will begin to rot, emitting toxic fumes and fouling the region's beaches over the busiest summer months. This can cause pollution and threaten human health as it decays. It also is a huge financial drain, especially like on the south of Florida. It uh, The article I'm looking at says that Miami-Dade County spent $2.8 million in 2020 on cleaning up sargassum. They spent $3.9 million last year, and they're asking for an extra $2 million. Whoa. Is it climate change that's causing these? I mean, it's some of these articles... It's weird, right? Because if you go to some of these websites, the articles will be like, it's climate change. And then some of them are like, it's not climate change because everyone has like, I don't know. You know what I mean? But interesting. Yeah, it's not. And it's it's a bittersweet, mostly bitter for the marine animals as well. So I, I have seen a couple articles where they're like, but wait, it's a natural thing. But they said, although the seaweed can benefit marine animals by providing shade and shelter, once it oh. comes on shore, it degrades the water quality and pollutes the beaches because as it dies, it chokes the vital mangrove habitats and sucks oxygen out of the water, which makes everything start to smell like rotten eggs. That 
Rotten eggs. Oh, yeah. no. Florida water already smells like rotten eggs. Well, m- maybe it's like the worst of the worst rotten egg, like the most rotten egg. You know what makes me sad about that? Now everyone's going to be like, wow, climate change caused this. We better drink bottled water. Oh. <laughs> you know who's going to be really mad about it? Who? This orca that a <gasps> Florida aquarium is going to release into the wild. But... She has been in captivity for more than 50 years. 50? Five, zero years. I don't know how, how is that safe for her? How is she going to survive? If she doesn't know how to hunt. That's what I'm saying. Because if she's been hand fed. Well, Lolita is a 5,000 pound killer whale. Held in captivity for more than half a century. Now, this is through a deal with animal welfare Five advocates. So okay. they they must be okay with this orca surviving in the wild. But it seems to me like that's hard. Yeah, no, that seems really hard. I wonder well, she's, why. She's currently in the Miami Seaquarium. Okay. And she's going to be returned to the Pacific Northwest. It's also so much colder there. She's going to be so confused. Yeah, I can't even imagine. 50 years. How long do orcas normally live? What's their lifespan? I don't know. I didn't I didn't know they lived that long. 50 years seemed very long to me. Yeah, that is a long time. And aren't isn't that like the free willy situation where when they're in captivity, their dorsal fin hooks? Does the hook thing? Something like that, yeah. But I don't remember why. I don't remember either. So so Lolita, this is the name of the orca. Lolita had uh, was at the Miami Seaquarium, and they actually were criticized a long time ago by the USDA saying that Lolita didn't get enough food. And she, she's an orca. Remember I said like 5,000 pounds or something? Yeah. She was living in one of North America's smallest whale tanks. What? I know. Ugh. Gosh. So really, it's either like live in a super small tank for 50 years or figure it out in the ocean. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. I know. I mean, I don't I I mean, how would you know what she would want? That's what's so hard about that. Like after that long, is it like once she gets out there, is it going to be the most exciting? Like, oh, my gosh, I've been waiting my whole life for this. And I know exactly what what to do. What if she's scared? Or what if she's, she's scared? never like seen open water before and she doesn't know what to do? Yeah, she's never even seen, she's probably never been in with other animals. Not like that. Not animals she didn't know. Right. Or because they were probably like, her. hey, Lolita, here's this is your new buddy, Sammy. Sammy's a seal. Say hi to Lolita. And this time she's just going to be like in the ocean and the other seals are going to be like, who are you? Yeah. Where'd you come from? It does say that orcas can live between 50 and 100 years. I am really living for you fact-checking my life and pulling up a second article. Like, this is working out really well for me, by the way. <laughs> Listen, I'm fascinated. I know you are. Okay, so I think I have a little bit of time left. Yeah. I didn't hear a call. Just couple minutes. You know. So I'm going to go to listener mail. Oh, mail In the Daily time. Happy. And I always forget to pull up the listener mail for the Daily Happy. So some of these are old, <laughs> like really old. Okay. A long time ago, and I mean a long time ago, I don't even remember talking about this. <laughs> 
We were talking about ketchup. Oh. Yeah, a long time ago. And Danny, our bae, I I had mentioned that when we were growing up, like my dad would have him bring his own ketchup to the house because he eats so much ketchup. Danny was like, no, he still does that because he doesn't like ketchup that's been refrigerated and everyone else puts their ketchup in the fridge. And so, like, he wants his room temperature ketchup. Really? I am exactly the opposite. Like, if I need ketchup and I Instacart it, I can't use it until it gets cold. I'm the same with ranch dressing. Ranch dressing, to me, makes sense because it kind of feels like a dairy. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. The ketchup, though, that's interesting. You are completely on opposite side of Interesting. All right, we also had a message on Instagram from CB... Oh gosh, I hope I wrote down your whole name. I don't think that can't that can't be your Instagram At name. CB. I've never seen one your so name. short. I that's why I think it's wrong. And CB sent us a cute cartoon video of the solar system because <laughs> listen, everyone is like, I think you have a space podcast. We now have an armchair astronomer mm-hmm. on standby. Thank you, Scott. And uh, CB is sending us videos of the solar system because they know that we just randomly like space. And thank you. That is so cute. And it is really awesome. Now, Aaron Kennedy, um, when we talked about, when you talked about the guy who ran the the marathon. No, there was a marathon and then uh, they needed to deliver an organ to the hospital. Yes, the transplant. And then the guy on the marathon route was like, I'll take it. Yeah. Okay, so apparently either Aaron or somebody that Aaron knows used to plan road race Ten, routes. And nine, she goes, nope, the hospital eight, route being blocked off seven, is the fault of the city, six, not the organizer. Five, the routes have to be approved four, by the city. Normally they three, need to do it. They should always two, have it clear to the hospital. One. 